are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, John Schuster. All right. Um, we talked a lot of NBA playoffs yesterday. Let's talk a little bit of football here, Pac-12 South edition. I watched the USC spring game, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm not going to pretend that I watched all of it, but I watched about five minutes of it. Wow. Okay. Five more minutes than a lot of people probably did. I believe that, uh, you know, that door that was open for about the last – 12 yeah. years uh-huh. in the South, something like that. I believe that door is about to be shut. Okay. Um, I believe that Arizona football can continue to ascend, but I believe that USC under Lincoln Riley is probably going to be running things here for, uh, if not this year, for the foreseeable future very soon. I can understand that, and that's the reason that USC brought him into the fold. Uh, but it becomes – Makes sense. Yeah, it, it at least becomes interesting that Arizona appears to be moving in a direction that makes it better for them to slot right. – uh, as opposed to where they could have been. If, right. if Riley had been hired maybe two or three years earlier mm-hmm. when Arizona was a disaster. Right. <laughs> We're coming off one in 11 season, but we are not a disaster. For all right. intents and purposes, Arizona is still a football disaster, but, right. but, but there's light at the end of the tunnel that does not appear to be a train. Right. So, you know, it looks like the recruiting class has gone well. You've got some good quarterbacks and some good skilled people in the fold. People rightfully expect Arizona to be more competitive this year. If they keep stringing together good recruiting classes on top of that, then they ought to be pretty good. And that gives them maybe an opportunity at this point in time to be ahead of ASU, which is clearly in trouble. Right. Stay ahead of Colorado, which is clearly in trouble. Right. And then you're battling UCLA and Utah right. for positioning in that conference. And with an opportunity, if you've got the right kind of players, to be able to see if you can catch USC at right. the right time right. and get into some good bowl games as a result. Right. You know, does SC have, is SC going to get better talent? Is SC better? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, even when Pete Carroll was here, Oregon State could beat SC. Right. So it was tough for even those USC teams to run the gauntlet through what's a difficult enough week-to-week conference. Right. And and so is USC going to win a bunch of South titles and probably Pac-12 titles under Lincoln Riley? Yeah, more than likely. But does that mean that you can't catch them here and there? No, right. you can do that. But it was – this was really the first – this was really, I think, the first home run hire the conference has had since, what, Chris Peterson took over at Washington, what, eight, nine years ago? I mean, I can't even really remember. This is really the first time where it felt like USC was like, all right, we're done screwing around with bums. We're done screwing around with people that we know because they were here for one year or whatever. We're going to get a real established coach. So I would imagine that they're going to be really good. But if you're Arizona, let's be honest. Your the your basis of your success is not viewed off Pac-12 South championships right now. It's viewed off continuously getting better. You got one win this year or one win this past year. What did I what did I think you and I put it at uh, this year that we'd like to see four? Yeah, I think so. Four, and then you get into seven, and who knows? By mm-hmm. year four, you start yeah. looking. Okay, I got a lot of the senior laden group. Maybe I can compete. But I think that's what you got to look at if you're Arizona. But I did get the sense watching this that the Pac-12 South is about to be. Uh, it makes sense, right? And, and and the thing is, as frustrating as that is, if you're not you at you know USC, right? The 
from a national standpoint, the Pac-12 wants USC to right. be dominant. Mm -hmm. They they want them to roll through their half of the conference because then the Pac-12 gets a lot more national attention because instead of your top team being ranked 12th, right. your top team is ranked third. Right. And if you're third, then you're in the conversation for being in the playoffs and then you know the conference gets a lot more air behind it. And right. that's, that's what the conference wants. That's how other conferences are marketing themselves. That's how somehow Oklahoma have ha, has gotten into it seemingly an an endless amount of playoff slots and never never and they never perform well for yeah. sure. So you know it's uh, that's what I think you know they're hoping for out here. And frankly, I think one of the real tests in regards to what is USC does USC has a lot of talent? Are they going to bring in a lot of talent? Yeah, I think both of those things are obviously true. How good are they defensively? Right. That mattered in Oklahoma let's, eventually. Let's talk about that. But first, I want to talk about Built Bar. We always talk about it. The difference with the really good schools, they got the big men in the trenches. Built Bar, duh. I mean, I look at it. Do you think that Built Bar is more prolific in the South than maybe it is in the other parts of the country? Oh, it absolutely is. And there's one singular reason for the most consistent team in the conference that we haven't discussed. The reason that the South is as competitive as it is is because of Utah, mm -hmm. where Built, Built Bar, Bar is I was going to say, Built yeah. Bar is uh -huh. based out of Utah. Think of who's got, the, who's got consistently right. one of the better front lines in this conference. Right. And it's the Utah Utes. Right. So I, I, is that coincidence? R right. I don't, th I, I don't think so. Let's take a quick break. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. All right, let's make fun of ASU. Okay. ASU just lost two more starters. Wow. ASU is in a very bad situation right now. And the reason they're also in a bad situation is because they haven't necessarily hit rock bottom yet. And you don't know when rock bottom is going to hit because the same, you can't get a good coach right now because they have no clue what's going to happen there. And these could be significant sanctions we're talking about right here. So what, what ASU looks like a dumpster fire for the foreseeable future. And the foreseeable future could be five years. Right. Uh, and that's the weird thing, I think, in college athletics. We think that in the moment, and I think Arizona and ASU, what's happened in the last couple of right. years, are very good examples of right. this. We, we look at these as being long-term problems mm -hmm. uh, because they're – major short-term issues. Right. For Arizona, as an example, two years ago, when you were looking at the difference between Arizona and ASU, you were thinking, holy crap. Right. Hurley's got them winning 20 games. Arizona's under sanctions. The Arizona football team's a complete disaster. It looks like Edwards is bringing in talented players. You know, that ASU football team looks like it's finally on the verge of breaking through. We don't know what And they the were incredibly talented, on. but man, they were and, and, dumb. And if the U of A doesn't have a basketball team, then what the hell is this university going to fall back on? Right. Because its football team is a disaster right now. Well, what, a year or two later, it's that brief. It's that brief, yes. A so so I don't know how ASU is obviously dealing with serious problems with its football program. Right. Are those serious problems going to be a one-year thing, a three-year thing, a five-year thing, or beyond? Well, that remains to be seen, and there's a lot of uh, uncertainty in the way that that lays out, but they're in a bad spot. Their basketball program, I think, is okay, mm -hmm. but it's leveled off. Right, for you sure. know, it, it, it feels that like upside totally, that I think maybe people looked at doesn't seem to be there. It, it's maybe he's peaked. Right, maybe he's topped off. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, so so there are a lot of odd. You know, there there's a lot more uncertainty. I think with 
what's happening at ASU and what could happen in the foreseeable future at ASU than there is at Arizona. You feel good about Arizona's basketball program. Right. Uh, you feel like Arizona's football program, whatever that means, is heading in a positive direction and a decent positive direction. Right. It's not like Arizona's heading in a positive direction because in the long term they could be a four-win football team. You feel like Arizona's heading in a positive direction because they, they could win eight or nine. They could be similar to the consistency of what's been going on at Utah. And if they could do that, then, you know, you feel pretty good about your chances to be competitive. Right now, you know, and we'll, we'll see if that plays out, obviously, that, that, that that's still down the road a little bit, whether, you know, that, that topping off point is possible. Right now, you don't know, like you said, what the bottom is for ASU, and that's a huge problem. Have I told you about Rock Auto? Um. Not since I mentioned to you that a couple days ago I got the uh, uh, Rock Auto email newsletter. You are a walking billboard for Rock Auto because you've utilized Rock Auto and you know how good it is. Yes. It's there. And you know what? I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick break. And the last part of we talking about how great Rock Auto is. All right, Schuster, talk about Rock Auto. Let me give you two examples. I'll, I'll give you one more recent example of Rock Auto. Uh, I had some fuel injector thing uh, that was acting up in the uh, 2012 Kia Soul. Had to get it fixed, took it to a shop. Shop says, uh, well, you can only buy our part, which is $1,100, and then we're going to charge you, you know, $125 an hour for labor. So the bill is going to come in at about 1500 I didn't like that very much. Mm -hmm. So I decided, wait, I can find this part on Rock Auto for about 350 bucks. Right. So I bought the part on Rock Auto for 350 bucks, uh, which was a third of what the mechanic uh, was, uh, what the shop was saying that I had to pay for that part. And then I just found another mechanic who could put it on, took him 20 minutes to do it. Car's been running fine. I got out of that repair for about 500 bucks as opposed to 1500 bucks. And the most significant difference and reason why was the convenience and availability of Rock Auto. You know what? Everybody have a great day. Rock Auto, you're where it's at. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast.